0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Um, When I was, I think I was, well, probably standard four, standard five, that's grade six or grade seven uh, in today's terms, um, the movie Jaws came out. Who of you remember Jaws? Oh, my word. And then another movie came out just after that, which was Piranhas. Oh, my word. That was even worse. (laughs) I always loved water, but after I saw those movies, I didn't like water anymore. I didn't want to put my toe into water, but I still loved. You know, I wanted to swim because my father taught me how to swim when I was about three, four years old, and I could swim already, even in the deep side. Um, and so, I, I, you know, and when I got married at twenty-one, me and sis, we went for a honeymoon to Mauritius. And we've, we, know, we, we found a guy on the beach that was doing scuba diving. And we thought, wow, we would like to try this. And I was thinking of Jaws. And, I, you know, my wife is very adventurous. <laughs> so I have to go with her to protect her. So <laughs> Also, when we do safaris, when we do walking safaris, I just go, please, God, I don't want to see lines. Just show, you know, walking safaris. I mean, she's, my wife is really adventurous. So... But anyway, so we, 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 we booked our first dive, and it was amazing. But I would like to you if I would say that I didn't think about sharks. Okay. I was on that boat, and the visibility, it was December, the visibility was incredible. You could look, see 50 meters, 60 meters. That's how clear the water was. And those are the best dives. The greater vi- the visibility the greater the dive. You don't want murky waters. And so I really enjoyed this, but with jaws at the back of my mind that was cluttering a bit of the pleasure that I should have enjoyed. Just, you know, took away some of the pleasure. Not all the pleasure, but some of the pleasure. Until I saw my first shock. Oh my word, I finished my bottle in 20 minutes. It should have kept for an hour. This thing really cluttered my mind. But again, the greater the visibility, the more pleasurable it is. And God is doing today something in his body which is increasing their visibility. He wants us to see all around us. He wants us to be aware of the enemy's strategies, his devices. Because the Word of God does teach us that we are aware of his devices. We are not ignorant of his plans. We know that his plans are to kill, steal, and destroy. His plans is to take away our joy even in the pleasure that God has created for us, just like I was doing my scuba diving. Until I took a firm decision that He will not rob me of my joy. Until I took a firm decision, I stood up in faith and said, I will enjoy my dive and if I had to die in this water, I will still go to heaven anyway. You know, Christians are weird people. Everyone wants to go to heaven, but not now. (laughs) Heaven is a marvelous place. I will go there one day, (laughs) not now. But I took that decision and I started enjoying my dive. Tonight I believe there are people here that your mind, your thoughts, and your visibility has been reduced. But God is wanting you to see and pierce into the future. He wants you to be aware of your surroundings in the spirit. He wants us to be aware of the enemy's devices so we can take him on early and evict him in certain areas of our lives. And not allow him to distract us so that he can bring destruction in our lives. But allow the joy of God to be our strength and to walk in the full purpose and plan that God has for us joyfully. Not in a depressed way. So if there's any depression in your life this evening, guess what? Depression is going to walk out of this place. There's no space for those kinds of things in our lives. I want to say to you that experiencing increased visibility in the spirit or the inward person will allow us to receive a clearer understanding of our present circumstances and why things are as they are today in our lives. It will give us the capacity to compare it to our sense of knowing where the Lord wants to take us and the purpose we carry in our hearts in regards to the future. For any person to walk in the clarity of the present where the Lord wants us to experience and to evaluate with precision their present state with the intention to determine the necessary unfolding of required action that the Lord wants us to take, which will take place in our lives to give us the precise direction. Are you guys still with me? We need purity. Murky waters is not a nice place to dive in, especially when you saw jaws. Oh, my word. And when we had to do the course to do dive master, we had to do night dives. Ha! Oh, I had this little flashlight. And, you know, the water is all around you. It's above you. It's beneath you. It's, around, it's all. And you've got this little torch. Where's the shock? I'm hearing things. I'm not, and so she's just enjoying herself. Ooh, I'm going. And you know, at night, everything is just bigger. And one night, this one bull ray came. It was like a ghost coming out of the darkness. And I thought, okay, it's done. This is a white shark. I already saw a white shark. It was a little bull ray. And this thing was coming. And you know, when you start seeing things, you can imagine them much worse than they actually are. Because you are under stress and you are anxious and you are turning your own waters murky. Who of you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you, when I saw that bull ray... I was I was gonna be like Jesus. I was gonna walk on water. <laughs> I was gonna to say to He says, "Ah, ciao ciao." <laughs> okay, no <don't> worries. <laughs> but God is increasing our visibility today as people of God. He wants us to have a, a, stre- a, a strong sense of knowing what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere. So that we can set our course according to his leading, according to his will. But we need to understand that clarity equals purity. Without purity, there's no clarity. Purity means freedom from adulterating matter. It means cleanness. It means clearness. It means freedom from evil and freedom from sin. It means innocence. You see, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, in the New Living Translation, He said, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Purification is the removal of impure elements from something. To live a pure life means to experience a close, intimate life with God. To know what He knows and to experience fullness of joy and life. Now David is on his deathbed and he's giving counsel to his son, Solomon. And he says to Solomon in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, in the New Living Translation, he says to Solomon, Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Intimately. Now, he says learn. It's a process. It means it's a firm decision. <laughs> it's a choice I'm making. To study God's word, to meditate on God's word, to pray, to press into God, to spend time in the secret place. Listen, I'm telling you, if you want to pray, the flesh will fight you. If you want to study the word of God, the devil will fight you. Two different things there. God says, learn, study my word, meditate on my word. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will remind us of what we read. How can he remind you if you don't read anything? I'm going to church, it's enough. I'm a very strong word-based church. He can only remind you what you read and what you study. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We can't be spoon-fed the whole time. Sometimes we just need to make a choice, just like I had to. I'm going to grow up and enjoy my dive. I'm going to grow up and enjoy Christianity. (laughs) I'm going to grow up and have dominion like Jesus gave me dominion. I'm going to grow up and not sulk. I'm going to grow up. Huh? And not always be pastor dependent. He can be dependent on me. (laughs) So my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors. Intimately worship and serve Him with your whole heart and a willing mind. Some people, you... You always have to motivate. Next year, the same thing. The year after that. Hey, when are you going to start motivating me? (laughs) A willing mind. Come on, man. Sometimes we're tired, but we still need to go on. Sometimes I'm so exhausted, and I still do what God called me to do, and I still minister, and me, myself, I need. Some bit of input, (laughs) but I still go on. And guess what? Because I'm faithful, God fools me in the night season. He gives me strength because the joy of the Lord, He's my strength. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to give it away. I'm holding on in faith. Listen, for the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek Him, you will find Him. It's a promise. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. We've learned about Moses this morning. But Moses stood in front of God before the burning bush with a cluttered mind. You see, the enemy of our soul comes to blind. He comes to bring darkness. He comes to to bring a veil to try and tell you who you're not. You're not a a daughter of God. Yes, I am. You're not special. I am special. You're not valuable. I am valuable. You don't qualify. Jesus made me. He qualified me. He paid the price for me. You will not make it. Yes, I'll make it. I want to say this to you. Let me say this to you. We all talk about faith and we all talk about trust. But you cannot trust God without a pure heart. A pure heart allows us to trust God fully, wholly, and completely. You have to come to kings and priests. Some people worry so much, they they worry themselves right out of faith. You see, worry is devil worship. Faith is God worship. Just say it clearly. You see, when we have a pure heart, we will trust His guidance in the midst of any demonic chaos. And this world is chaotic. But God has called us to thrive on the edge of chaos. He's with us. Proverbs 3 verse 5, and God's been really dealing with me the last two weeks on Proverbs 3 verse 5 because you know, me and my wife, we always, we, we like challenges. And, you know, we always stretch, we, God stretches us and we respond. I'm telling you, I cannot respond without trusting God. But Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says in the New Living Translation, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not part of your heart. It says, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which part to take. A pure heart will be willing to guard the treasure of eternity we have been given. Guard that. Proverbs 4.23, New Living Translation says, Guard your heart above all else because out of the heart flows the issues or the cause determines the course of your life. If we don't treasure purity, our hearts will rather find time to do what it enjoys. God your heart means watch what you bend your heart towards to. Watch what you bend your heart towards to. Don't bend it towards worries, towards things that is that the enemy has put out there to distract you and to sway you off course. The heart will let itself go into alleys and paths of self serving destruction. Unfortunately, many Christians' minds and hearts are sick, confused, and polluted. It's murky waters. They saved but they struggle to find direction. They are saved, but they struggle to stand up and live a a life of dominion. Murky waters. Some carry even twisted, self-serving gospel. Many don't care about their neighbor. Many don't care about friends, and the concerns of God's heart. Most are focused only on their own concerns and this clutters their vision of their visibility and their visibility is blurry. God is changing our lenses. God will not allow His people to stay in a state of confusion And sickness of heart. We see in Isaiah 1 verse 5. Why do you continue to invite punishment? God talks to his people. He says, must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. God is removing the mess of confusion. From his church, from his bride. I'm talking about worldwide. Worldwide. I don't know about you, but as on an individual basis, I've experienced the heavy hand of God. To <laughs> bring judgment in my life on certain things, rendering a verdict, saying this is favorable for you, this is not favorable for you. Say to it, ciao, ciao. Ciao. The Lord is coming back for a glorious bride. How does the Lord deal with impurities in our lives? Well, we find this in Isaiah 1 verse 16 to 20. The word of God says, "Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. <laughs> Seek justice says, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. Come now, God says, it's an invitation. He says, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. That's our portion, prosperity. I want to say to you, A sinful life life invites poverty. (laughs) So God says, but if you don't turn, if you, okay, so that's fine. Okay. This is a time of purity and repentance. And repentance is not a, you know, it's just change your way. That's all. Take a decision. Like I've taken a decision, I'm going to enjoy my dive. And I'm not going to empty my bottle in 20 minutes if I see a shark. I'm really just going to enjoy the coral reefs and the beauty of creation. It's a choice. And I made that choice and I enjoyed my dives. And today, I make a choice to bend my heart towards the things of God. I make a choice to hold on to the gift of eternal life and not compromise with that gift. And I hold on to the crown that has been given to me. Hold on to the crown. Hold on to the crown Jesus gave you. Hold on to the crown. The Lord is about to do a great work in the earth that is for sure, for sure. But it won't happen until purity is restored in his bride's heart. Isaiah 1.15 says, when you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. I want to say this to you. Prayer does not change things. Okay. A person does. It's the person I pray to that changes things. We need to bring the things into perspective. I know prayer is, prayer is powerful, but it's the person <laughs> you are praying to that's giving power to the prayer. <laughs> you see, God, God is not, God is, he's, he's, God is aligning hearts. He's aligning hearts with His heart. God will not raise up an army which He is busy doing to leave victims behind. God is raising up an army to leave victors behind. You are a blessing. You are raised as a blessing by God to infuse life into your neighborhood, to infuse life into your city, to infuse life into your nation. God has called you to be the the solution for the problems you have in the neighborhood. God is raising you up for that. God is raising you up to be a source of, of, uh, of, of, of finance, a source of solutions, a source of life. You are the answer. You carry heaven within you. Well, you don't carry a piece of God. You carry the fullness of God. You haven't received a little tiny piece of God. You are. You carry the spirit of God, which is the fullness of God in you. We just need to see clearly, have increased visibility. Okay. So, how does the Lord restore visibility and remove impurities? Well, he sends the spirit of judgment into our lives. Oh, I thought I was going to be judged when I go to heaven. Wow, you know, our judgment fell on Jesus. We are saved. We're going to heaven. And we will be rewarded according to what we've done and how we've obeyed the Lord. I just don't want to stand behind Paul on that day. Paul, what did you do for me on the, in the kingdom, you know, on earth? Well, you know, I was stoned to death. Um, you know, I was put in prison. You know, I was persecuted. Diddy, what did you do? Um, um. <laughs> Some Christians are going to say, well, I went to church on Sunday. Paul's going to stand and look at you and say, what? You made it here? Yeah? Some of us just don't know sacrifice. Hey! <laughs> so God sends a spirit of judgment. Who of you, you, listen, okay, let me ask the question just now. Not to destroy us, but to save us, to free us, to liberate us. It's not a spirit of judgment saying, you're going to hell if you do. No, 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 no. Jesus bought us. He freed us. That's fine. But it's about things that he's tying us down things that are blinding us, the things that are limiting us. You see, the Word of God says in Isaiah 4, verse 4, in the Amplified, when the Lord has washed away the moral fault, He's taken away the impurities of the daughters of Zion and has cleansed the bloodstains of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. You see, there's a storm being experienced today in many people's lives. It's a firestorm. It's the fire of God. He's burning away the things that is limiting you. Just like he had to burn things away from Moses to set him free, to get him back into the place where he needs to be. God is burning up things in your life and it's uncomfortable, but just be with it because you are burning up for God and God is purifying you because God is repositioning you to the place where He needs you to be so that He can catapult you into your full destiny and so yet you can walk in His power and in His might and experience the fullness of His glory on this earth. It's a holy storm, it's a fire storm, it's a storm designed by God to remove impurities of the soul purpose to instill greater visibility. You see the spirit of judgment from God is to a child of God is meant to recalibrate things in our lives. It's not meant to harm us. It's meant to free us. Judgment only means the Lord is declaring a proper verdict. <laughs> on certain things in our lives. This means certain things will receive the verdict of favor and certain things will receive the verdict of things that are not favorable to us by God. And I wanna say this, the firestorm has arrived. It's here, it's burning. That's why there's such an intensity in the spirit today. That's why people are feeling uncomfortable, dissatisfied. I've known God now for 20 years, but I need to see more. I need to experience more. I need to rise up. I need to take responsibility. I need to grow up. I need to be strongly rooted. I need to bear fruit. I need to bring the fruit forth. In my life, which God is intending for my life. You see, there's no gold without fire. There's no shiny gold without fire. The impurities needs to be burnt out. Okay, I've still got much more. If you learned something? God is increasing your visibility.